do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may be able to prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Romans 12.2 This is Resistance and Reformation on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Long ago, the prophet Jeremiah declared, Thus says the Lord, Stand by the roads and look, and ask for the old paths, where the good way is, and walk in it, and find rest for your souls. In 1811, Thomas Chalmers, then a young pastor in Scotland, began to glean insights from the old paths of the devotional traditions of Christendom and combined them with the good way of the scriptural reforms of Protestantism. At first, he undertook the project to broaden his own understanding of the gospel and to deepen his knowledge of the word, but eventually he would apply what he was learning to his teaching and discipling relationships. The results were immediate and profound. Over the course of the next 35 years, the spiritual landscape of Scotland was transformed. According to historian Ian Murray, when Thomas Chalmers was born in 1780, it was about the deadest time in the history of the Church of Scotland since the Reformation. But when he died in 1847, it was about the alivest. The difference was almost entirely attributable to the Spirit's work through him. He was the undisputed leader of a vibrant evangelical resurgence throughout Scotland. His determination to restore a covenant community, a parish model of ministry amidst urban industrial blight would have had a dramatic effect on the nation, captivating the imaginations of churchmen and social reformers around the world. In time, he would come to have one of the most fruitful, impactful ministries in the whole history of the Christian church. Over the years, he would serve as a pastor, a professor, and a publisher. He would establish schools, colleges, seminaries, missions, organizations, and Bible societies. He would write a host of books on a myriad of subjects from economics and social policy to systematic theology and strategic missional extension. He would lead an unprecedented movement of church planting and cultural renewal among rich and poor alike, and he would mentor an entire generation of educators, reformers, pastors, missionaries, theologians, scientists, writers, thinkers, artists, musicians, architects, and politicians. Indeed, a generation later, Kelton McPhee would exclaim, Scotland is now filled with men, and England has more than a few such who never weary in giving utterance to their feelings when they speak of those times of happy excitement that they spent in the presence of Dr. Chalmers in moral philosophy or theology in the classroom while the great man himself held the mind and the soul of all present in his powerful grasp. 
inasmuch as he sent forth over its surface a body of men who, if they turn not aside from the path that he sent them forward, may, with God's help, bring about a Christian regeneration of Scotland. For now, every parish has a young, would-be Chalmers. James Cothran said, He was of the rare order of men whose students are their children who draw to themselves that young love which is above the love of women and by some magnetic power brings the youths flocking to them from afar, from the very ends of the earth. He himself, always young, had the Socratic love about him, the divine love for the immature identifying with them uh, and with the truth and progress which elicited their fondest regard in return. Modern universities scarcely afford a parallel. One must go back to the attractions of an Abelard or an Erasmus. Indeed, W.M. Taylor observed, to the end of his days, he had around him a circle of loving, devoted students, all of whom were fired with enthusiasm, which they had caught from his lips. He was not so much an instructor as a quickener. Uh, the other professors laid the materials in the minds of the students, but he brought and struck the match which kindled these materials into a flame that burned with an energy kindred to his own. His disciples proved to be a veritable galaxy of brilliant, reformed Scots preachers, writers, and missionaries, and included Robert Murray McShane, William Chalmers Burns, John Milne, Alexander Moody Stewart, John Urquhart, Robert Nesbitt, Alexander Somerville, Rabbi John Duncan, David Ewart, Alexander Duff, William Sinclair McKay, and the Bonar brothers, John, James, Andrew, and Horatius. Emphasizing, as they did, a pursuit of sanctification and a passion for evangelism, both at home and abroad on the mission field, together these men came to be known variously as the evangelical prodigies, uh, the St. Andrew's Savants, the School of the Saints, and the Chalmers Bajants. Indeed, they would be responsible for an astonishing burst of gospel energy, productivity, and profundity hardly ever matched before or since. C.H. Walker claimed, The nearest approach that I know in the history of the church of universal apostolic conditions of faith and living was what was to be seen in the Free Church of Scotland in the early days under the stewardship of Thomas Chalmers. In other words, in the short span of his lifetime, Chalmers was able to launch an extraordinary movement of reformational change, and he was able to do so by discipling young men in the same good way along the old paths that he himself had trod. It was a very simple yet profound plan of directed Bible reading 
and strategic Bible memorization. Though he was a prolific author of more than three dozen major works, Chalmers never published this plan for discipleship, but he did practice it for 35 years, and his students and family members would later describe his approach, sometimes in scrupulous detail, testimonies of the plan's impact on their lives, families, and ministries abound. In addition, the diaries, journals, and correspondence of Chalmers offer tantalizing glimpses into the way he applied the plan to his own life and to the lives of the men, women, and children with whom he walked. Very simply, Chalmers passed on to his students the old paths and the good way of biblical discipleship. This was the beginning of his Keystone's discipleship method. Indeed, it was the beginning of a great resurgence of both resistance and reformation. I'm George Grant on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. For more information and for resources, go to georgegrant.net or adoringgod.org.